Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Coat Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast. I'm Dave Etler. Man, am I lucky. First of all, I was not fired this week. You, you set the bar high. Wow. <laughs> Woo, Dave wasn't fired. Uh, I don't think I deserve to be fired, but my default is to assume that I will be because of something I said like, hello, Dean so-and-so, nice to see you. Have you listened to our podcast recently? But for now, I'm still here, and I'm, I'll am i be damned if I'm not joined by our old friend Casey McCleary, hey. who was also I'm still, still here. here. <laughs> and some new friends. We've got Elizabeth Shirazi. Hi. <laughs> I love doing this. I didn't to, know that was my cue. I love doing this to new people. They're like, hi. Uh, Podcast Jen- virgins. <laughs> That's right. Jenna Shade. Hello. And Matthew Wilson. Hi. Uh, guys, welcome to the show on this, the last day of your first semester. Because these guys, <coughs> these newbies are all M1s, first year students. And not, not only did you not get fired this week, I'm pretty sure I also did not yeah. fail out of med school this we'll week. We'll be back. So, yes. Yeah. Will you be back? I'm, I'm, I'm glad. You're probably, I mean, you, you've had a long week. Yes. Yeah. Of, of finals and things like that, right? Definitely. Uh, you probably a bit tired after completing your final today, which was uh, Mechanisms of Health and Disease 1. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see some red eyes. I'm feeling a little excluded over here. Well, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> what have you done? Oh, you had your internal yeah, medicine, your inpatient internal medicine exam today. It was wor- it was worse than I was led to believe it would be. So That's all. I'm concerned about your your red eyes. So uh, Doug Russo, <laughs> fortunately, Doug Russo stopped by uh, with something that might help. These are Roto-Z Pro eye drops, and we discussed them in another episode. I, I guess at the time we had Roto-Z Amateur eye drops to try but these my friends are the pro version and i would like to offer them to you to sort out your clearly tired eyes (laughs) are you ready for some roto z pro do you have any questions perhaps about roto z pro what what is this supposed to do so uh it turns out uh, as we mentioned in an earlier show the there is a sort of an internet culture built up around roto z pro there are many Roto-Z varieties, but this is pro. And uh, they provide a super-duper cooling sensation that people get very excited about. I did try these earlier today. Uh, I can still see. I was going to say you're still here. I, I can yeah. still see. I'm not pretending. <laughs> That's the theme of the day. I'm still here. I'm, and uh, and I thought I would offer these to you. Now, I'm going to warn you, the initial sensation is, uh, is, is uh, intense. Just like like kind of intense. It's intense. Uh, let's call it a little burny. Like you got shampoo in your eyes? Yeah. I'm, I'm game to feel the burn. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm still feeling the burn. Also, who's legally liable if we do go blind from this? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I want to know who to sue. Then, then Dave gets fired. You can. You can. I've been looking for ways to pay That'll off my student loans. Yes, you could sue me. Okay. Um, can I get that in writing? No. Oh. 
But it's no, it's recorded. It's recorded. That's even better. Well, I will erase it if any of you. Don't. I, you can, have a, we can edit that out in post. You have uh, yes, you have uh, approximately six days to display symptoms of declining eyesight. <laughs> That's when I post the show. So you know. Oh, oh. I can. I have six days to delete it. So uh, crack that open if you like, and put it into your put it into your eye holes. If I have contacts, is it going to mess them up? My I eyes. don't think so. But does <laughs> anybody does anybody else have contacts? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, I don't. I, you you I don't make your decision. I, I have them at home. You know, uh, if you order contacts in bulk online, you can get a six pound box of contacts delivered to your door. Six pounds. Oh, I think I'm only gonna go with one eye. You weren't kidding about the burning. I was oh. like, I was Ooh. like, oh, I'll just get a year supply, and they're one a day. On that reaction. Come on. I, I'm. I be an epicurean. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, do you yeah. feel, <laughs> I feel it. Do you, do you it's feel, not fake. Do you feel refreshed? If she nope. wasn't laughing, she'd be crying. I'm pretty sure we're putting men- menthol in our eyes. You said it smells like peppermint? Yeah, I'm kind of minty. <coughs> oh, God. Uh, so I, I, I've look, tried. You look refreshed. Oh, man. Yeah. This is something oh, I would not put in my I, mouth. I've tried so. various forms of roto eye drops. Um, over the years, oh. and that is easily the most Here, uh, potent. Oh, pass that you can to me. smell it Ow. a little too. <laughs> what is supposed to be this the benefit terrifying. of this? Wait, I have to do the other eye because I'm unbalanced. Well, I don't know. That's that's what we're here to determine. Oh, uh, here you, you go. She's unbalanced. Yeah. No, I have to because now I'm going to be uneven. My nasal lacrimal duct. Is, <laughs> it just went straight. That's an anatomy <laughs> joke. Yeah. Oh, it feels like that time I saved my eye drops for too long and then I put them in my eyes and I definitely they were not good anymore I'm gonna oh he's eating it just <laughs> a little bit Is that, that's an off label yeah, off label use <laughs> well they're not, I mean it's it's. I'm not getting you know a sense okay. that I should not have done that okay, okay. I'm not, not getting a sense that I should blind. not have done that but put that in my mouth so I, I think they're safe they're not poisonous I would like to say that your color changing lights over there freaked me out because they were green when I closed my eyes and they were purple when I opened my eyes uh. and I was like oh god <laughs> oh, wow it's not so bad now it's the, okay the, no it's, it's not okay. so bad anymore fades. I guess the I don't know if I would have done one eye that seems like um I can't open my eyes now <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the question is uh do these provide benefit in some way um thus far i'm not i mean they they are now incredibly cool at co- cooling to the point where i can't actually open my eyes for very long my nose is running um so uh yeah we'll we'll just continue with the show and uh if it occurs to any of you to uh evaluate roto z pro eye drops these aren't these aren't for amateurs people i mean it feels kind of neat it's not like doing drugs <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, as I, I said, I don't know why there's a culture around it. That's the thing. As I said, people are like, "Oh, did you do the drops?" To, or you know, like I do the drops. What the? I wonder if they're bad for your eyes, like long term. Like I'm sure there's no harm from doing it every once in a while, but I wonder if there's like maybe an erosive effect or <laughs> <laughs> like if you do it every day or multiple times a day for a long time. Like I, I don't know. Maybe this should be a long term. If it is, any of you want to volunteer to uh, keep. <laughs> Burning your eye holes out? I am okay. Put right. it on hard pass. I, I am looking for a research project for the summer. I'll so. give you five bucks. <laughs> Fantastic. Total, not per day. <laughs> well, well, it, let us let let us uh, know throughout the show if uh, anything occurs to you about this, and if nothing occurs to you, then we'll know that this is kind of a dumb thing. Uh, 
I, <laughs> keeping your wits about you is important in medical school where a faculty member could like jump out from behind a column at any moment and ask you a question about anatomy. So, uh, or whatever. That so kind of does happen. <laughs> I, so to help you practice keeping your wits about you throughout today's show, we're going to play rounds of mega clash, which is basically a name I just made up for another game that I sort of, uh, took off the internet, stole whatever in which two teams will use your wits to determine who will win in a fight between opponents with, uh, shall we say, weird abilities as determined by the Mega Clash AI that I have built. It's actually just a spreadsheet. Uh, guys, remember, <laughs> uh, throughout the show, Team 1 is Casey and Matt, and Team 2 is Elizabeth and Jenner. Jenna. Jenner. Whoever you are. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm really <laughs> distantly related things, to I guess. Kardashian. <laughs> I'm really having a hard time with this. So you got it? Got the teams? Uh, first, uh, though, before we, uh, have our first round, some, I want to play some feedback we got from listener Emily. Hi, uh, my name is Emily and I'm an orthopedic surgery resident and I just listened to your podcast about the value of coaching for medical students. I really enjoyed the episode and I think it touches on a lot of the things that I've become passionate about recently. Um, we have a lot of students rotating through and I feel like they choose their specialties based on a lot of things that have nothing to do with what the specialty will end up being like in practice. Um, oftentimes as students, I remember personally when I was a third year student, I would end up loving a rotation um, just based on how much I got to do or how nice the residents were to me, um, which in the end may not have that much correlation with what life as an attending in that particular specialty would be like. In any case, I really enjoyed um, your podcast and your guests. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate your... Uh, I'm excited that a resident called in. And an orthopedic surgeon resident. Yes. It's nifty that they have free time to yeah. listen to us. <laughs> Although I have to say that uh, I don't know if that's Emily's usual voice. But I have, I mean, she sounded like she could use some Roto-Z Pro eye drops. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she's calling late at night. I'm not really sure. You know, you know what I'm when saying? When else is she supposed to call? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but thank you for the call. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that episode. Um, if you have something to say about an episode or literally anything else, please get in touch like Emily did at 347-SHORT-CT, 347-746-7828. Or drop us an email at theshortcoats at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about your... Uh, suggestion or your comment or whatever on the show let's play mega clash <laughs> uh hit the f9 button there the first team one casey and matt you are a pirate you are drunk as uh, many pirates are and you're carrying a baby that's it I think that is a bad combination <laughs> i think you're screwed team two is chuck norris hands glued to your hips and you're in a berserker rage. So uh, <laughs> now is the time to try to figure out who will win this fight. Uh, go. Can Chuck Norris ever lose? That's my first question. Yeah, I think this one's pretty or obvious. Just like no, by but, default. But we're going to show him the baby and then he'll be, his sympathies mm. will be raised. I don't think he has emotions. Is the drunk? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to offer him whatever other than, we were other than rage. <laughs> I think, uh, is the drunk pirate jack sparrow because if it is he also think, never loses. yeah jack sparrow kind of just i mean he sort of just figures out how to 
win. I mean, he, I don't know if he figures it out so much as Gets it lucky. just sort of happens. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like, um, I feel like we could be all right here. In the so, long term, though, like I feel like short term. <laughs> How long is this going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The baby is graduating high school. You can only be in a berserker rage for so long. Like that effect wears off. Unless you're Chuck Norris. <laughs> true. Okay. That's true. Been in a berserker rage for like seventy <laughs> years. So, so okay. Well, I'm I'm buying the fact that uh, that a pirate, the pirate is in this case, uh, what's his name? Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. And see, I have a problem with names, Jen. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, is Jack Sparrow? Um, I I, uh, I feel like the baby is a bit of a hasn't been addressed. The baby is Orlando it's a Bloom. Handicap. Hasn't yeah, been it's too much of a distraction. <laughs> well, okay. So we as a, you guys have never had. None of you have ever had babies. I have. I've had. seen them. I've held one. I've, I've carried a baby. I, I try not to do a that. Diaper. And I feel kind of worthless when I'm holding a baby. Like you can't do anything. Oh. Especially if it's a young baby, you gotta hold the head. You know. Really, I he feel, can't fight. I feel super useful when I'm holding Jack's a baby. Bell. I'm like, look at how unable this thing is. Like I must be doing okay. Oh, so so the drunk pilot, drunk pirate Jack Sparrow is getting a confidence boost by holding this, this yeah. baby who can't do anything. Well, I think if everything always works out for Jack Sparrow without a baby, then it would be pretty awful if things didn't work out for Jack Sparrow when he had a baby. Yeah. So I think that like the baby would just be a positive factor in his favor. Yeah. Can a baby be used as a weapon, though? It oh. cannot like a sonic, <laughs> yeah. like a sonic scream. Well, that's what I was thinking. It, it, and then Chuck Norris. It's like, like a, a, a defensive disarmament. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But would that really affect Chuck Norris in a berserker rage? I really like, don't. Nothing is trumping Chuck Norris here. No. No. He's See, like, again, berserker rage, he's not focused enough. You know, mm-hmm. he's just going to go fight whatever's, whatever's nearby. Yeah. Like, he doesn't necessarily even going to be in the right fight. See again as a parent, I can tell you that uh, the the cry of a baby is one of the most irritating noises. And uh, I mean, you know, you definitely want to respond to it. So maybe, you know, maybe that's a good. I like it as a as a defensive weapon. You could use it as a distraction. Yeah, yeah. like put the baby in <gasps> oh, the. Oh, that's you know, smart. But you corner. have to be carrying the baby. So if baby's in the corner, you're also in the corner. Well, you have to start you're, carrying. You're carrying the baby to start with, <laughs> but the baby's not glued to you. You know. Like, Right. Unlike Chuck Norris's hands. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he takes some of the glue and puts it on the baby. <laughs> I think let's assume that it's... Chuck Norris assume, is a dick. Let's assume that the glue is dry. <laughs> I suppose he could flake off some glue onto the baby, but I don't think that would do anything. Hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, Dave, who wins? I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm, I got to go with the... I got to go with the pirate... Oh, I mean Chuck Norris. Wrong choice. You think so? Upset. They're biased. We have the harder case to make, so I feel like we should get points for that. Exactly. Uh, Chuck Chuck Norris is indeed a formidable foe, but his hands are glued to his hips, and uh, I feel that just first of all, that just makes him look stupid. (laughs) That's true. If you can envision that, it just makes him look dumb, (laughs) and that would probably have a deleterious effect on his confidence. Whereas. Uh, Jack Sparrow has been had his confidence increased, and so by holding this baby, and also has the the ultrasonic scream, and of the baby, and so seems like uh, Jack Sparrow wins. All right, Yay. that's round two. Nice. Round one goes to Team One, Casey and Matt. Let's continue, uh, guys. As I scroll through my uh, feeds this week, I ran across several people saying the same thing. 
Uh, if you could, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna guess. <laughs> Fuck 2016. Yeah. <laughs> we we lost Alan Thick. Oh, most yeah. recently. Well, I mean, that was actually really sad. Did uh, you hear? I think it was like an aortic dissection while he was playing with his son. Oh no! Yeah, or like an MI, something, yeah. something heart related. I didn't read it because I was so sick of people passing away while you know the rest of the world is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> didn't he write that one really creepy song though? That was his son. Yeah. Robin. Robin. Was that the son he was playing with? No, no. No. (laughs) Ten-year-old son. Oh, Oh, that's sad then. All this time, Casey was thinking of him. Yeah, I wasn't that upset about it. (laughs) No, it was sad. Uh, I I didn't, yeah, like I said, I didn't actually read about it. But anyway, um, no, what I was really talking about (laughs) was this notion that if you can see yourself doing anything else besides being a physician, do that instead. I kept seeing this all week long. I don't know, like, if people were at a particularly low ebb. That might be a finals thing. As 2016 drew to a close. I heard doctors saying it. I saw doctors saying it. I saw med students saying it. I saw uh, greengrocers. I don't know. Like, everybody was talking about how you shouldn't be a physician unless you can only see yourself being a physician. It's always struck me that, to some degree, medicine is a strange profession and that, you know, for something... Uh, so sorely needed something so aspirational for I think a lot of people um, many of its uh, denizens are pretty much actively trying to discourage you from doing it <laughs> which, I think is, which I think is a little weird uh, what, what do you think they're getting at why um, well right now in particular I mean I'm very concerned about the future of healthcare in America with the way that the political situation is going it's going to become uh, I'm concerned it's going to become extremely difficult to be able to do our jobs well, like even more difficult than it is right now, mm-hmm. because people in the government are actively trying to disable people's access to health care. And that's not what they think they're doing, but that's going to be the result. What about you guys? Anybody here want to identify as, you know, being pro-ACA, anti-ACA, for instance? Well, the ACA is a conservative plan, right? It's Romney Care. Yeah, it's Romney Care. So it's very middle of the road and like, yeah. It's just that Obama instituted it and, you know, we can't have that. Can't right? have that. So. No, no, no. No, 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 no. And you know what? The ACA is not perfect, honestly. I'm, no, no, I'm nobody's, more socialist than that. Obama. But it's oh, definitely better than nothing. I don't think anybody ever said it was. He, Obama right. wrote a uh, an academic article in the New, Eng- New England Journal of Medicine. Yeah. Um, it was funny. It had, you know, the little like superscript one next to his authorship. So you can click his affiliations and it says Barack Obama, J- awesome. JD, President of the United States. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but he, the whole article was about, um, you know, how the institution of the law has uh, gone and things that he wishes he could change. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, um, like you were saying, there, there are forces in the government who are not. Uh, who don't want to make positive changes to the law in order to make it work because that would um, be politically disadvantageous to them. Yeah. Well, in their defense, I think they're, at this point, trying to at least appear, I'm not sure, but trying to at least appear like they're coming up with an alternative um, plan. <laughs> the, the alternative sounds quite a bit like Obamacare, though. It's mm, funny. There's yeah. a lot of, lot of things that they're wa- wanting to keep. Uh, but, but, you know, okay, fine. That's kind of dickish if that's true. I'm not really. I'm not. They really just want to. They just want to take Obama's name off of it. And but slap if it. Trump's but if it works. It. If it, if in the end it works and people get health care. 
Yeah, Obama said that too. He I said guess that. I'm okay I with care. that. I mean, that's yeah. fine. And also, this is not to be like pooping on people who are like reasonable conservatives because I think there's room for that discussion. So I want to be very clear about that. Like, I'm not here to poop on just like yeah, please normal don't. normal conservatives. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think they're definitely feeling their way around what they've gotten themselves into. <laughs> so that's being very that's that's it's being very difficult. Well, there, there's more to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make people more mad than we already have uh, about the subject. So, um, so well, to your to your point about is you know should you only be a physician if you can only see yourself being a physician? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I you know I could see myself. I think you know the the thing that I can see myself doing most and most want to do is to be a physician. But um, you know, like sometimes in interviews and and stuff, they'll ask you um, if you weren't to go to medical school or didn't get into medical school, what would you do? And my answer to that was that I would want to be a journalist, I think, Mm -hmm. um, because I think that it's similarly motivated by um, finding things that you can prove to be true and using the truth to to make the world a better place, which I think is like what science and medicine um, does. So but I I think that there's a lot of, you know, kind of pessimism and negativity um, from people in, in medicine. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from the older generation, seeing the way things are changing and comparing that to the way things were when they were, um, you know, in the younger parts of their career. And, you know, I, I understand that, but. So how know, have things changed? Well, I think that a lot of physicians will tell you that, um, you know, administrative tasks have begun to take over mm-hmm. um, a lot of, you know, take away their efforts from patient care, um, they do more, uh, you know, they have to fight with electronic medical records. Um, they have to um, fight, with fight with insurance companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and compensation for something is going down and this and that. But, you know, at the same time, um, you know, all of these people are very intelligent, capable people. They could stop being doctors. You know, they could just not come into work the next day, but they still do. And I think that that um, shows you that there are still redeeming qualities in medicine and there are still reasons to do it i think there's a, there's other reasons too um that i can think of first of all uh money so it's common among you know people who aren't in medicine to think that doctors are rich um the problem with that is that uh you know once you factor in you know student loans the number of hours that you work um it's uh been noted that uh it, and I'll post a link to my source here, but <laughs> doctors make an average of $33.03 per hour, whereas teachers make $33.06 per hour. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, you know, teaching is regarded as one of those professions that's underpaid, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're like, you know, I don't know, some a subspecialist, you know, you're going to do better than that um, amount. But, you know, there's only so many subspecialist positions in the world. And so, you know, most people, if you're counting on that as like, you know, what what's going to yeah. what's going to be what's going to happen for you, the odds are that you're wrong. Never in your favor. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I don't get into medicine for money, like for that reason. And also because you just you'll burn out. It's too much work. You have you, to really, really love it. Yeah. More uh, prestige, <laughs> you know. Don't do it. That's that's not we've said it before. It's not a great reason to become a doctor. And since you mentioned burnout, the National Academy 
Academy of Medicine has just announced that they are forming what they're calling an action collaborative to address burnout in medicine. These are two dozen organizations uh, that will endeavor to address systematic problems that lead to things like depression and burnout, uh, poor work-life balance among all kinds of clinicians from doctors to nurses. Um, so these are all uh, the, the members of this collaborative. They're all professional and educational organizations like the Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education, which is the organization that uh, credits residency programs, the American Academy of Family Physicians, the American College of Physicians, the American Medical Association, the Association of American Medical Colleges. Um, they all want to assess and understand the underlying causes for clinician burnout and suicide and to advance solutions that reverse the trends in clinician stress, burnout and suicide Yay! so i i'm encouraged by this i think it's you know everybody's sort of right now i think the concern was that everybody who is concerned about these things are sort of doing things in their own silos they're you know trying to address them uh separate locally and so this is an opportunity for a whole bunch of important organizations in medicine to get together and sort of see what they can see what we can do to fix that i wonder what that looks like yeah. Like, how would question. you, because even just like, you know, post finishing our first semester, looking back on it, like, what could you change aside from spreading out the material? But then you'd be in school for 100 years as opposed to 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wonder what that would look like and how they could change. Well, we've talked about some things on the show before. Um, Casey, maybe you have some ideas of things that can be done. Oh, I got a lot of ideas. Um, <laughs> this is actually oh, I have ideas. Oh, oh, I have ideas. First of all, get rid of Dave Ellery. <laughs> Fire him. Uh, no, so uh, I actually am, have done a lot of stuff with this um, this issue, this mental health and burnout issue. Um, some of the sort of more local things that we've talked about doing is one, just spreading awareness that like people aren't alone and fostering that conversation because when people sort of come together to commiserate, that seems to be healthier than if you're just struggling alone. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, something that, that we want to do sort of locally is start working to get like half a day off a month. Just half a day. You can't put anything there. It's for, and, and not a weekend day, like a, like a Friday afternoon or something. It's for haircuts or exercise. Doctor's appointments. Or doctor's appointments. <laughs> or I haven't been to the dentist in a year and a half and they keep sending me postcards. <laughs> I don't know what that's referring to. Um, definitely not my life. Um, but, you know, stuff like that. And um, finding ways to, like, let let us have time to have some of our own life. And, and I think a lot of steps have been made in the right direction. And we still have ways to go. And then sort of in the clinical realm, a lot of that's going to be, like, either figuring out ways to cut down on paperwork or... Um, like find assistants who can help us with it simplifying coding stuff like that and I don't know what efforts have been made towards that but I do know that like the Iowa um, Medical Society did like has a burnout task force and like the number one thing on that that people hate about their jobs is the paperwork and fighting with the electronic medical record mm -hmm. and so like the, the the sooner and better we simplify that I think the better this burnout thing's gonna get because burnout's always been a problem it's a hard job but it's super exacerbated by we have to know a lot more than we did 40 years ago. Like there's just more things to learn about and like litigation is higher and there's a lot more paperwork and a lot more like busy work. And it's just, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of factors I think, but those are some of 
the ideas that I've heard or had. For residents, um, sometimes depending on where you Hire are. Hire more residents. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Do not get rid of the 16 hour work ban because I don't care if it impacts patient health and safety. It impacts resident health and safety. And it's just. Which a, also impacts patient health and safety. Yeah. So. Well, supposedly somebody did a study that it doesn't, that having that limit doesn't impact patient health well, what, and safety and you can work for 30 hours and well, it's totally if, fine but it impacts the residents and that's not okay what we know is that it does in fact affect uh, patient health and safety in the sense that a burnt out physician or burnt out resident is not going to provide the best care that they can that's true for mm-hmm. so i think that's where you know the emphasis should lie it might not be after one 30 hour shift it's going to be after a year of them yeah gotcha um yeah also, i think because they changed the uh the 16 hour are they has it been changed or they just proposed they want, they want to. yeah so i think that that decision or that uh proposal was made to limit the number of uh patient care handoffs in the shift right and right the idea was that right. that um that that leads to poor outcomes because of discontinuity of patient care right i feel like there's a million handoffs anyway and it doesn't limit it enough to make up for the fact that you basically end up using your residents as wage slaves and we need to have more residents both to cover the gaps in like primary care psychiatry all of those types of fields like once they go out into the world um but like also just to have less patients per person and the other there's there are other um things like uh that are that are more local but should be maybe attended to on a grander scale, which is things like toxic residency programs. Yeah. It is interesting to hear about, um, like, the increased enrollment in medical schools and medical, you know, Mm -hmm. more spots for medical Mm -hmm. students nationwide (laughs) and no corresponding expansion of residency. Right. That's crazy. That's why they need more residents. Which are funded by, you know, the federal government. Right. And... So, it, yeah, it just it seems to be a huge disconnect that you would increase the number of people graduating from medical schools, but not increase the number of residency spots available, which is really how you become a physician. Right? Yeah. yeah. Funded by fun, funded mostly by Medicare, mm-hmm. which uh, is being, is under is sort of under attack, it uh. seems like. Uh, oh, we got to privatize. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, OK. Um, anyway, so there's a lot, there's a lot to do. I'm encouraged that these, you know, really high powered in medicine organizations are seeking to do something. Hopefully it's, uh, it's on time. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. Um, it's time for Mega Clash fight number two. (laughs) Humor break. We're getting too serious. Hit the button. Team one. You are an alien. You are literally wearing your heart on your sleeve, and you are trapped in a potato sack. Whose heart? Your wearing heart. your heart. It just is wearing heart. Uh, well, you know, we can't cope with. Fine. We can't. We can't cope with uh, articles. <laughs> Team two, you are conjoined twins. The top half is Forrest Gump and has a mag- magical unicorn horn. Well, this is very clear. What's the bottom yes. half? Stab the heart with the unicorn horn. That's not how also magical. Twins work. Yeah, what? Hold on. Yeah. What? What advantages do we like? Usually, there's some sort of like, and you're trapped in a potato. You have some sack. sort of like positive attribute to your character, and like, can we, you even move? Okay, if my heart's on my, if our heart's on our sleeve, that means it's on our shirt, not on us. We're gonna take the shirt off. We're gonna bury it underground, <laughs> and then we're gonna go fight. While you're in a potato sack, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Foiling magical again. gives us endless possibilities, right? You guys are That's conjoined true. twins, yeah. though. I mean, your mobility is is also limited. You didn't I would even imagine. say, you didn't say conjoined. what the yeah. bottom half is. Let's assume you're conjoined in the bottom half because the top half is Forrest Gump. That's not how conjoined twins yeah, are. Art isn't conjoined usually indicate some sort of like bilateral. You're describing like a centaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Except Forrest Gump. <laughs> Come on, people. Use your wits. <laughs> Use your med student can, wits. Can so, we just get on our alien ship and fly away? Yeah, so if, so if we're an alien who's made it to Earth, mm-hmm. we clearly have some sort of advanced technology, correct? I would assume. The capacity for interstellar travel. Yeah. yeah okay. So <laughs> we're going to use our advanced technology to run away (laughs) (laughs) so they forfeit and we win (laughs) i feel like you really tied our hands on this one or glued them to our hips as the case may stand i feel like when we fight no one wins we're from a peaceful alien race (laughs) oh and that's why our heart is exposed because otherwise we could not have evolved to have an external heart that's really an interesting (laughs) so you would be at a great disadvantage in a fight yeah in a yeah. fight the, the we could wa- have a battle of words let's We've have a rap a, battle your problem is that you're faced with some rather warlike bellicose conjoined twins <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a problem you might want to uh, you might want to well Forrest Gump Forrest Gump was a pacifist wasn't he yeah hmm Mm, but yeah. he has a magical mm, unicorn horn yeah so. yeah but it's Game probably changer. a magical Since, pacifist unicorn have horn. you ever met like an evil unicorn who fights Yes. <laughs> um, I have. Tell yes. us all about it. So fortunately for you, the counseling center's right down the hall. <laughs> I know it's been a long year, but. Sounds like this one might be a push. Yeah, I'm calling a draw on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Why can't what, we all get a call? No. It's a war of attrition. Nothing on there no. says that you're aggressive. But, but the magical unicorn horn just says that we win. Yeah, nothing on there says that you guys can run away. Yeah. Or that you're pacifist. Nothing. What? No, it's inferred. No, Forrest Gump is a pacifist. Well, what would you do with your magical unicorn horn? Literally anything. Stab the heart. (laughs) You're going to take this magical unicorn horn imbued with magical, magical powers. If I say magical twice. (laughs) Does that negate it? it That's making it super magical. (laughs) This magical unicorn horn imbued with powers, and you're going to just stab somebody with it? (laughs) If it wins, you know. (laughs) It's not a basilisk tooth, but come on. And then we'll handle any other issue with the magical powers of the horn. (laughs) It's versatile. Sounds like a... uh, Go, go, gadget, unicorn horn mop. I think this game is supposed to be about imagination, and you guys are displaying a distinct lack of magical... We're a unicorn. How is that a lack of imagination? (laughs) All right, let's get in our spaceship, and we'll just float them in the tractor beam, and y'all can just hang there until we get bored. Until our magical unicorn horn lets us out. No, then we're going to drop you from the sky. You're not a pegasus. You can't fly. They can just You're going to fall and go... You just hop on your magical unicorn horn and fly around. Yep. That's what I heard. It has flying powers, too. You're right. The magical unicorn horn wins. Yes. Thank you. Once again, team two. Once again. I'm I'm sorry. I can't keep track. One to one. (laughs) Team two has won this round. What is this? The electoral college? (laughs) This has won this round. Uh, So now the score is one to one. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Babies. 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 What are they? Did you say what are they? Well, I'm well, sa- if you ask certain tribes, they're actually accumulations of semen. 
That's your fun fact Ew. for the day. What? Yeah. yeah that's I mean, what, so there's in some, a sense. I don't know. It's true. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where they actually are like in the world, but there are some small groups of people who historically have believed that babies were like physical accumulations of semen. So then like the more times you had sex before the bigger your baby, the baby would come in. Yeah. Like the, the more formed your baby would be. <laughs> This sounds like a ploy. <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust me, baby. It'll, it'll make our child it'll make healthy. Our child stronger. <laughs> I'm wow. just saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, um, I was con- going to go in a considerably different direction and address <laughs> some research out of the University of Michigan, which says that uh, rural areas have seen, and from 2003 to 2013, so in a decade, Rural areas saw 80% more growth in the number of babies born with neonatal abstinence syndrome, uh, which basically means that their mothers were addicted to opioids, and once they you know, were born, they had many, many, many problems uh, with uh, opioid withdrawal. So 80% more than in urban areas, would- according to researchers. Uh, one per 100,000 in 19, uh, 2003 compared to 7.5 per 1,000 cases in 2013. Um, per 1,000? Per 1,000. Oh, wow. Has the total rate increased in rural populations only, or has is it higher relative to cities? This so, is like, the in the case growth. of cities, could have decreased? I see. This is the growth of uh, uh, neonatal ab- abstinence syndrome has increased, so it's 80% more growth. Sounds like a virgin birth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, sorry. (laughs) Authors say they hope the study will better inform the allocation of resources to address maternal opioid use, as well as treatment for uh, the affected babies. Um, But I I guess I'm a little surprised. I mean, you know, we sort of think of drug use, drug abuse. I mean, meth is you know is 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 stereotypically like a, a rural problem for instance so don't mess with iowa so <laughs> but um but i think we think of drug abuse as being common in cities i don't know am i you guys probably have no. a different picture of that because you guys are smart i feel like there are some stereotypes about that i think a lot of it depends on the drug mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. lot but I mean, if you think it kind of makes sense, if you think about opiate addiction, more often than not, right now comes as a result of like physician prescribing. Rural physicians are more likely to have like be older doctors with less contacts to the newer crackdowns on opiates and like older prescribing habits. So maybe they're more likely to still be giving out lots of opiates, and then that sort of fuels this problem. Yeah, there's another cor- uh, uh, potential problem in rural areas, which is that um, there the number of doctors who are uh, certified to prescribe things like, uh, what is it, bu- buprenorphine? Bupre- bu- buprenorphine. Buprenorphine. <laughs> I never do Subox- medical words. Suboxone. Right. Yes, things like that. that apparently, you have to be um, authorized to, you can't just prescribe these, you have to be authorized to prescribe them. Um, so, you know, unlike other drugs. For the listeners... What do these drugs do? Oh, uh, apologize. They uh, treat. Uh, they they basically halt the the. Um, let me see if I get this right. They basically halt the effects of withdrawal. Right. They're yeah. They're opioid ag- agonists, so they uh, bind to opioid receptors, but they don't induce euphoria. They're like okay. partial agonists. So they right? 
Yeah. So they keep you out of um, withdrawal, but they don't get you high, basically. It sounds a lot better than what I said, so I'll probably (laughs) delete what I said. So are you saying that it's perfectly normal for any doctor to be able to prescribe opiates, but you have to be specially certified to prescribe the thing to fix opiate addiction? That does seem to be the case, doesn't it? We have a very skewed perspective about substance abuse and mental health in this country. (laughs) Seems odd. Um... Also, expansion of, you know, there's there's treatment strategies need to be tailored to rural communities, according to the oh, authors, sure. and that's sure, not sure, sure. necessarily the case. Um, they need to focus on prevention. Um, you got to support rural hospitals, which are um, perhaps have fewer resources to mm-hmm. to go on. We had a show recently uh, about uh, just before a conference that the students here put together on opioid addiction, um, which is definitely worth checking out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, that sort of covers some of these difficulties. Um, so go back and listen to that. But um, Yeah, it's very worth, um, like, kudos to the people who organized that because it was really good. Um, but it's definitely worth, like, taking a little time to educate yourself about, um, like, the sort of opiate addiction problems right now, what physicians can do about it, and um, increasing access to things like clean needle exchanges and, um, is it naloxone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Nar- Narcan the, naloxone. Yeah, Narcan naloxone. Um and sort of making those more available to people because they've been shown to save lives mm-hmm. Yep. with minimal risk. Um, hey, how's everybody's eyes feeling? <laughs> I'm okay. The eye. Normal. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Feel, normal? I feel like eyes. Mm-hmm. My head kind of hurts. <laughs> I'm not sure if How it's many related. times well, you have you drink put those yeah. in? I'm not sure if that's related or if uh, my, my, I mean, you know. Wait, so did your eyes feel cool? After you put in the drops? Uh, uh. <laughs> I feel like the initial burning kind sensation of, yeah. wasn't worth it, though. Okay, so not not a good payoff. I would not Maybe. recommend them, no. Maybe it's like drinking. Like, the first time it just burns and feels weird. So you want to do it again? And after that, you're going to do it again. You just that's how my relationship with coffee has developed. Oh, over this no, past I love semester. coffee. Yeah, See, I really didn't like it, and now it's like, I love it. See, here's the thing. I was, you know, talking with Doug when he dropped these off, and I was like, you know, so are there other things that we sort of it, uh, get accustomed to and actually start to enjoy that are initially horrible. And yes, of course there are. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, cigarettes, for instance, yeah. you know, if you have, when you try a cigarette for the first time, it sucks. Nobody, you know, why would anybody go, oh, I'd like to do this again? And yet. And yet. It happens. Because nicotine is one of the most addictive substances known to man. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <Pretty> much. <laughs> maybe. Uh, What's in that? <laughs> maybe. Uh, you guys will be all mentholated or whatever in a, in a few weeks. You guys, damn you, bastard! I'm gonna get the tremors tonight. I can't get off more. The eye off drops. The, the eye drops. The drops. Uh, gosh, I hope that's not. <laughs> um, you know, beer. You know, I can't imagine why anybody. Beer is still. I love. I love never, beer. Like, that's I've because never. most people start out drinking beer like. You know, like Keystone Light and Natty Light and stuff. I don't know. Like, if you drink beer, that stuff. If, yeah. if you have a beer, if you have occasion to have a beer this evening, take and you haven't, you know, you haven't thought about this. Take a sip and go, hmm, would I like this if it was the first time I tried it? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> or like, would you like it if you knew there wasn't alcohol in it? Because I feel like that kind of like oh. changes the level of it too, yeah. of true. how much you like it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Coffee, I think, is the same way. I mean, I like coffee, but I think first time coffee drinkers. Mostly, you're probably like, ew, that's like whiskey. I had a slightly different relationship with coffee. Like, I went from from gas station mocha to occasional lattes to straight black coffee. I was going to say, like, lattes are probably gateway drugs for coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't even go, I didn't even go, like, like, 
mocha, like like latte for a while. Like I had like a couple of of mochas. It's a, it's a quick progression. Maybe one latte, and then I was like straight to black coffee. <laughs> So, I th- so okay, so it sounds like our review is, you know, stay away from Roto-Z <laughs> Pro eye drops. Well, you I, just don't find any benefit to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, unless you've been doing other drugs and you need your eyes to not look like it, fresh. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my eyes... <laughs> that would definitely make my eyes more red. <laughs> I, I feel like my eyes, and maybe this is because I have 46-year-old eyes and you guys have, you know, mid-20s eyes, but my eyes feel like gravel right now, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not recommending... <laughs> It's time for Mega Clash. <laughs> oh, <babe. laughs> Round three. Uh, round ten, all round. Is this round three? Did I yeah. miss one? Yeah, it's round three. three. All right. Dave, how many of those eye drops did you do? It's a <laughs> I don't know. Uh, team one is a blob who can <laughs> dig and run through tunnels with super speed and is armed with a rocket launcher. Now, that's more like it. What does a blob that is running? <laughs> yeah, what does that look like? <laughs> can you team tell me? Team two... <laughs> Team two is a sloth. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> team two is a sloth whose hands are covered in butter and is armed with catarang. What's a catarang? Yeah, I was that? just going to say that. It's a batarang, like as in Batman, the boomerangs that he carried around. Only Catwoman, <laughs> only Catwoman had them. <laughs> so they were catarangs. What about a sloth? Specifically catarang batarangs. Well, we're going to dig a tunnel under them, we're going to pop up around them, and then we're going to phagocytose them and dissolve them in our blobby acid. Okay, but, yeah, so <laughs> sloths are slow. Yes. And yeah. our hands are covered in butter, so also, how sloths, effective would the catarang be? they just have, be? like, those hooked, uh, from watching Planet Earth or something like that, I know that <laughs> sloths have, like, hooked claws, mm-hmm. which look yeah. very, ver- um, you know, ferocious, but... Um, you can't really operate a catarang too well with those, it would seem. Especially covered in butter. Yeah. But Can you even a... hold on to the catarang? I, I think <laughs> it could be so a, many questions. It could be a giant sloth. Well, I was going to say, is it a baby sloth? Because those are, those are so those are cute. cute. No, but they're they so are cute. cute. Like a ba- oh, like oh a now child. the cuteness distraction yeah. <laughs> works. Also not it worked for you guys, so we can use it too. All right, well, you're not cute enough to not shoot with a rocket launcher, so. But, but. Why? You, it just says you're armed with a rocket launcher. It's not saying that you're going to use the or that launcher. it works. Yeah, maybe it's broken. <laughs> <How can> you... <laughs> Let's throw it at them. If I was a blob and I saw a cute little baby sloth, I would not shoot it with Especially, a rocket launcher. There's a YouTube video where the sloths are in their pajamas. <gasps> yes, I've so... seen that one. They're in their pajamas. Yeah, they have sloths. <laughs> what else's pajamas? pajamas would they as be if, in? As if they like uh, intrinsically like, no, like own pajamas or well, born they... with pajamas. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> put pajamas on us. <laughs> in their sloth pajamas. Oh, oh god. god! Yeah, blobs. Uh, first of all, you're basically arguing that they, the blobs, would see you and go, "Oh my god, they're so cute! I can't shoot exactly. them with my rocket yeah, launcher." Exactly. Yeah. I'm, but we're I gonna eat them for nutrition. I mean, I yeah, I was gonna say I don't think uh, I don't think it's clear that blobs have any sort of um, emotional uh, feelings for sloths. We don't even have a brain. Could y'all. you cite that, please? <laughs> I would like to know who said that blobs I don't just, have emotion. Uh, the blobs say assertion, that. <laughs> an assertion requires proof. This is it's like the fake news thing. Like, well, you know, you can't prove that that's true. Well, you can't prove it's not. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, it's like nobody's use... ever heard of Russell's teapot. <laughs> uh, sloths, can you use the butter in some way? Our sloths are blobs lactose intolerant. We could upset their stomach <laughs> by default. Way. You don't. You don't have butter though. Your hands are just covered in it. Like, you don't maybe, have a stick maybe of butter. You're really sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you know. Wait, does butter have lactose in it? Well, it's made from milk, isn't it? Yeah, but isn't it just the fatty part of milk? 
I don't know. Listeners, so. if you if you uh, know whether butter contains <laughs> please call in. I'm dying to lactose. know. Someone help us. Call us at three four seven short CT. That would suck. There's Don't a Google lot of it. Let the listeners call. I had a roommate my freshman year of college who ate kosher and he was lactose intolerant and fructose intolerant, and I felt so like, bad for that guy. What do you eat? What did he eat? Like salad with oil and vinegar oh, dressing. Oh. Yeah, he was in real good shape though. Yeah, that's so. true. It contains like very little lactose. <laughs> But maybe blobs are more sensitive to lactose than maybe. humans are. That's what I heard. Why are we so mm-hmm. sensitive? Maybe they're hypertensive. Don't tell rumors. And if they're more sensitive, they're probably more emotionally <laughs> sensitive, too. <laughs> Objection. Just searching for things Objection. here. Okay, rocket launcher. We have a rocket launcher. But yeah. are you going to use it? That's the debate. Yeah, the debate yes. isn't whether you it's have it. It's a fight. It. It's a fight. We're but fighting. a sloth is so cute. Plus the, so last time you said that Plus the sloth will mess up your triglycerides. <laughs> It's not that much butter. Just, it's not that much butter. Was, We're yeah, an American blob, all right? We'll eat as much <laughs> butter as we damn well please. I think it's clear that the uh, blob is going to Lose. win. Oh. <laughs> is it really that clear, though? Yeah. I think, is it's, it? I think it's clear. They can tunnel. They have super speed. <laughs> the translucent speed. blob, it's definitely we clear. They, what are they going to do under the ground, though? Like, how is that going to make them yeah. win in a well, fight? Well, they said they were going to tunnel under you. Casey said they were going to tunnel under you. And we're going to pop up like a diglet. Pop up and, and then f- <laughs> surround you. She used some fancy word. And then uh, eat you. And you'll be delicious because you'll be covered in butter. But aren't sloths usually in trees too? And they like stay up there? True. Mm. They do crawl along, along the ground. For what? Yeah, they have to come out of the tree sometimes. I saw it I saw it on planet Earth. <laughs> we're not going to fight in the tree. Planet Earth 2. here and fight us. It's not released in the United States. <laughs> planet Earth 2. Yeah, they made a second one. It's great. Uh-huh. Wait, for real? How, yeah. how do I find that? It's in, it's, it's, well, so the, the BBC the made it, so yeah, you can steal it on the internet. But he's not saying it's actually, I mean, it's actually L. Ron Hubbard's Battlefield Earth 2. <laughs> <laughs> Narrated by David Attenborough. Right. <laughs> I would still watch that. So, I would still watch that. Still? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's I'm gonna, night, starring John Travolta that. as a sloth. <laughs> I'm going Don't to watch it. I'm going to declare Team One the winner of this uh, mega fight. So we're yeah. we're at. Uh, well, I hope they be- feel bad for killing a cute baby sloth nope. in pajamas. Nope. <laughs> in pajamas. So Team One right now has the advantage. Somebody want to? So it's like t- two to one at this yeah. point. Let's stop while we're ahead. Um, Casey, you've done a surgery rotation or two by now, right? Yeah. Uh, did you always enjoy being in the OR? So much. Surgery? Has anyone ever heard me talk about surgery in this room? I, what was the, was it, was it exciting in no. surgery? I mean, was it always interesting? No. Mm. There well, were parts of it that were interesting and it was overall not as bad as I expected, but I am not a surgeon to be. Okay. Uh, a doctor at the London Independent Hospital uh, has begun using a special wearable computer to broadcast surgeries to his students. You might think Google Glass, something like that. No. That'd be cool. It it is. (laughs) That'd also be cool. I think this is better. It's Snapchat and their new Snapchat spectacles. So if you haven't heard of these, these uh, these are is that sterile? These are basically. Do you have to use the eye drops for these? I don't know. <laughs> so these are ba- if you haven't heard of these, crawl out from under your rock. But basically, these are uh, snap. The Snapchat uh, has released these spectacles in a very few places around the country, using pop up uh, bots. They call them. They're basically vending, fancy vending machines. Um, they've so far, I think, appeared in very few places uh, like New York and L.A. This surgeon recently shared his uh, on his Snapchat 10-second uh, clips of only the good bits of an inguinal hernia repair. Uh, an assistant tapped on the spectacles to start recording each 10-second uh, segment. 
Um, and so obviously he's only using the, the, the awesome bits. Compress the surgery from an hour to down, down to four minutes. And I'll post the clip at theshortcode.com in the show notes. And I am here to tell you that if you're not interested in surgery, four minutes of it is plenty. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you don't, I, I don't know what, I'm not precisely sure what's missing in between the the uh, 10 second clips. Can you? Standing around, uh, <laughs> slowly picking through fascia or adhesions from previous surgeries, mm-hmm. slowly picking around blood vessels, slowly sewing things up or preparing the sutures so they can hang off to the side so you can sew it up quickly when you're ready or yelling at the med student who just made things not sterile <laughs> uh, changing your instruments around I tell you what what I like about this there's all kinds of good stuff in surgery so when I was watching the uh, the the assembled 10 second clips on a YouTube video which as I said I'll post um, the surgeon was super polite some of them are actually really nice. I'm so he knew I'm, he was being recorded. I'm totally. <laughs> too. That's what I was thinking. I did meet some extremely nice surgeons here. So I think what's great about this is that it's a really great um, use of something that's actually fairly cheap. It's about 130 bucks for a pair of these uh, spectacles. This is the cheapest thing in the whole OR. I know exactly, and <laughs> and it's actually Cheaper being the yeah. and it's actually being put to use in. an engaging way that I mean I'm sure there's some value in seeing all the slow bits of surgery but at the same time you don't have to see them for every single one you know like if you want to go into surgery it's worth being there for sure mm -hmm. or if you are in the kind of surgery where you can actually help like I got told the camera sometimes or like in burn they actually let me use the bovie knife because we were just cutting off rotted fat so that was that was cool. That was like the electric awesome. knife. <laughs> you know, but awesome. other aside from that, like there's plenty of surgeries that I, I did not need to be there for. I have heard that to speak to your point earlier about you should only become a physician if you like you, that's the only thing you can do yourself to. I have heard that if you want to go into surgery, you have to really love surgery yeah. because you spend a lot of time in the hospital. It's like ninety percent true for medicine and it's like hundred and twenty percent true for surgery. Mathematical fact. Yeah. Right there. It's like two hundred percent true for neurosurgery. <laughs> All right. Well, um, one more chance, Mega Clash fighters. Oh, one more chance. Oh, the best you can do is tie us. <laughs> Honestly, we should do this one for all or nothing. Whoa, yeah. okay. whoa. I like that idea. Whoa. Only a loser would I'll tell you, say you what. That. Yeah. I'll tell you what we'll do. Spoken, spoken from behind. I think. I'll tell you what. Only we'll... a coward would say that, so I think we already win. Probably. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll make this worth two points. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and hit. So that's the same so thing as making it worth off. the whole. <laughs> I saw you thinking about that one, Matt. Yeah, math is, it's been a while. Yeah. Hit the, uh, activate the Mega Clash AI there. Okay. <laughs> Team one, you are the Kardashians. Are you Again, s- you've got a magical unicorn horn, but you're, and you're riding a war elephant. Team two is a mummy. Mm. You rely on heat vision to see, and you're walking 12 meter <laughs> So I feel a lot better about this all or nothing thing having yeah, seen our actually, assignments. Yeah, actually, this is fine. You really do? So, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead. So, uh, you're a mummy. You rely on heat vision to see. Yeah. The Kardashians are have a cold, cold stone hearts. That's Everybody true. knows this. They really don't. They're they ice don't. cold. Have you seen their show? Yeah. No, because I have better okay, things this, to once, do. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't watched Keeping Up with Kardashians, you don't know what they actually are like. Once again, That's true. they, they knew they're being recorded. You think the reality TV show shows you what they're really like? Secondly, their Instagrams too. Yeah, yeah it's reality. <laughs> it's, it's reality. How could it and not? And I follow their all Snapchat. Of them. <laughs> so, and secondly, who's got the magical unicorn horn now? 
Kim Kardashian. Now the well magical known. unicorn horn is in the other hand. Look, it's it's well known that the seat of compassion is in one's badonkadonk. And <laughs> Kim Kardashian, you know, she's got badonkadonk to spare. There's a lot of compassion in there. Well, so she'll what? have compassion for our 12 wiener dogs. <laughs> well, I was going to say, them. can you even get near us with all those wiener dogs? Can you even get near us with our war elephant? Yeah, you know what doesn't have compassion? A war elephant. And yeah. you know what steps on wiener dogs? A war elephant. But how many squish, squish, people squish, can squish, fit squish, on a war squish, elephant? Because there are a lot of Kardashians. Have you not? Through. They put like whole like, you know, like little boxes, you know, like on, on top of war elephants. Wow, a little box? No, a whole like... A whole like you know wouldn't you be too distracted by all the selfies that you're taking that's very true to kill us like i don't no. know no. if you would kim be kardashian to. has people for that that's true it extends <sighs> and like also a selfie stick. and also to smite you in your 12 wing dog <laughs> honestly but mummies style. are already dead so can you really ever kill us that's true i think you just I would, set them on fire I, i'm I, I what are you gonna say okay have you not seen all right brendan frazier right. return of the mummy have you not <laughs> you guys horn. honestly you need to watch less kim <laughs> and, kardashian and, and, and that's more true. lord the of the rings return of the mummy because they you were right killed. yeah well in the third one they finished them off so it was <laughs> lord fine of the rings return well of the this mummy. is number two <laughs> i, I want to uh step out of my impartial observer <laughs> mode here and suggest that you might use your 12 wiener dogs as a bolo <laughs> like swinging around your head <laughs> that's so true <laughs> That is so true. You could knock okay. off a lot of Kardashians with that. And then your arm falls off because you're a mummy and with it's like not to really spare. Well attached. Yeah, that's true. But if our arm can fall off and we still don't die, are you really going to be able to kill us? And, true. Well, we're going to kill you after that. And you know what? The, yeah. the other thing is that, that Kim Kardashian cannot hide because she's got that uh, extremely warm, <laughs> compassionate-filled badonkadonk. We're not trying that's to so hide, true. though. We're and on you, a war elephant. And we have, have a big we target. To we can't miss yeah, with our wiener dog bolo. true. Do you know how many arrows a war elephant can take? You would if you watched Lord of the Rings. But we're not talking Unless about shot arrows. By Legolas, you know? which you're not Legolas, so let's put that dress. We could you're be Legolas's mummy. Back from oh, the dead. Legolas, not, yeah, Legolas right, is an not. elf. Okay, he took the boat to the Undying Lands. He's actually immortal, but thanks. Yeah. Watch Lord of the Rings. How many times do I have to say it? Holy smokes. Are the Kardashians in Lord of the Rings? No. <laughs> so, like, this isn't Lord of the Rings. This is not a war elephant from Lord of the Rings. Kardashians are in Lord of the Rings. Well, they could be. War, they're not, war elephants are war elephants. Yeah. So. Like, Hannibal crossed the Alps with them, you know, I'm not pretty convinced. tough. That didn't actually work out very well for them. Yeah. Yeah, but if you made it. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, we're not it. in the Alps. It wasn't the elephant's fault, and, though. All right, once more, once again, magical unicorn horn. If anybody's played Binding of Isaac, there's an active item called the unicorn horn. And, and we all space have. Bar, and you can use it, and it makes you, like, invincible, and you, like, flash rainbow colors, and you run around and kill stuff. Hmm. Like, automatically, just by touching it. Hmm. So I'm going to use it that way. So you're not just relying on stabbing people with it, like a certain other team I can I'm using its secret power. It worked, didn't it? It did work. It did work. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid the magical unicorn horn uh, basically tips the scales. <sighs> team one, I declare you the winner of that mega clash today. Good job. Oh, oh. yeah, there it is. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. And if you like what you heard today, consider sharing us with your friends. And send us a suggestion on what we might discuss next time at shortcodes at gmail.com or at 347shortct. And, if, and like our Facebook page, where every week I ask listeners to send in their thoughts on allegedly profound things. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by Argo Fox. Talk to you in one week. Yeah.